الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في كتابه المبين فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين فقد قال رسول الله صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم الدعاء مخ العباده او كما قال صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين respected elders and dear brothers there is something amongst many things which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves tremendously and that is for the bondsman the slave and servant to always have the trait and quality of humbleness a down to earth attitude within himself the opposite of humility humbleness is of course pride and pride solely belongs unto allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect Allah Ta'ala is flawless وله الكبرياء في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم So humbleness humility down to earth attitude is truly love by Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala And this is the reason why I quoted a verse of the Quran Karim in your presence <coughs> We Allah reminds all of us including myself that your Lord Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says indeed cry unto me call unto me make dua unto me and I will accept your duas And then Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say get those people in turn who because of a high and mighty attitude arrogance and pride turn away from serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of ibadah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says soon will you make them enter into the fire of jahannam The verse is that on the other hand the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says ad-du'a mukhl ibadah du'a supplicating is the very essence the very essence of ibadah the verse mentioned turning away from ibadah brings about pride and the grave consequences is the fire of jahannam may Allah protect us And the hadith mentions 
Dua in reality is the essence of ibadat. Which means as a mu'min, as a Muslim man, we must constantly make dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether needs relating to the dunya, or whether needs pertaining to the akhirah, we are all muhtaj, we are dependent upon the dhati ali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The very breath, the very breath which we breathe out, we depend upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the very breath which we breathe in, we depend upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not even a leaf can stir on the tree without the hukum, without the idnillah, without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this verse Allah ta'ala mentions about turning into ibadah, and this is related to dua and all of the ibadats. But when a person makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because it is the very essence of ibadat itself, a person is expressing his humbleness, humility, that I cannot function without the power and might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is showing, he is expressing in a practical manner, demonstrating in a practical manner, in everything I depend upon the Dhati Ali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mustad Rahmatullah mentioned Hadrat Malam Nasiullah Rahmatullah, my Shaykh and spiritual mentor, very beautifully. He said, Kitab Nisan Kul Kisiti Kizurur Partihe, Chahe Dunya Kisat Talukho, Chahe Akhir Kisat Talukho, Subse Pehle, Allah Ke Barga Kendak Duakar Nachahi. When we have the world we need, or need relating to deen in akhirah, then first and foremost, the first step is, make dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he mentioned, if there is a need where, you need to resort to human methodology, human ways and means and zara'ah, then secondly, you adopt that. But after adopting the measures, once again in the last, make dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person is sick, need necessity, you visit a hakim, a physician, or a doctor to treat you. The doctor will treat you, but bear one thing in mind, he may diagnose the problem you have physically to a certain extent. He may administer medicine for you, prescribe for you medicine. But end of the day, remember that medication will only work. It can have its other and effect upon the human body with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The surgeon is operating upon your body. He can't give you shifa. He can't make that up successful. Allah makes it successful because Allah ta'ala guides his hand. So first, any need, dua in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In between, use what human methods you need for the fulfillment of the need. And lastly thereafter, to make that human need to be efficacious, to be successful, once again, you make dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without that, remember, as a Muslim, as a Muslim, we can never ever function in life. 
We are dependent upon the Dhaka'ani of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today, unless you find, when we have a problem, we first think of a human solution to the problem. You know, a problem that is to turn in obedience, in humbleness unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala grant me and grant you that the realization, every step of our life, turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the importance. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned very, very beautifully, food of thought for all of us. He says, The person who doesn't ask, the person who doesn't plead from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he invites and incurs the wrath, the ghussa and the ghadab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The moment a person does not resort unto dua, prayers and supplication, with your practical action, we are trying to demonstrate, Na'udhu billahi mzalik, Allah protect us from this great misconception. Yet, you know what, we don't need anything. Na'udhu billahi mzalik. Whereas, every step of our life, we are dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the hadith mentioned, when you don't ask from Allah ta'ala, Allah ta'ala becomes very, very displeased that my bondsman, my slave, I brought him into existence. Yet he has a high and mighty, arrogant attitude. He had that attitude. May ye karunga, may wo karunga. I'll do this. I can do this. No, I you can't do anything. Allah Taala enabled us to do that. Always remember that. Allah Taala makes us enabled to do that. Any good you carry it out also. Never have the high and mighty attitude. I did this, I did this. No. Allah Ta'ala enabled me to do it. Any aspect of life, always have that. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Because by these words also, you are expressing, look, everything comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm nothing, I'm a nobody. I depend upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And dua, Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, وَإِنَّ الدُّعَى يَنْفَعُ مِمَّا نَزَلْ وَمِمَّا لَمْ يَمْزِلْ فَعَلَيْكُمْ بَعْدُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى بِالدُّعَى Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that dua is beneficial if something has already befallen you. Allah forbid a person is faced with adverse condition whether relating to the physical serums, spiritual problems, whatever it is, immediately turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in supplication and dua. In certain things supposed to befall a person, but because when a person makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala averts the difficulty or calamity befalling his bondsman, slave, and servant. Many times we find we have a very despondent nature and attitude. Sometimes a person keeps on making dua from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and alas he find he becomes so impatient. Sometimes he mentions, May dua kartahu, may dua kubul nayoti, na'udhu billah mzalik. Your dua is definitely accepted. Have that yaqeen, conviction within your heart. Allah will accept my dua. When the dua, when the fruits of the dua will be seen, that is the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith mentions there are four forms of dua being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One is sometimes you make dua for the very thing you are asking for, Allah ta'ala will grant you that. 
Or sometimes you ask me for a particular specific thing. Allah Ta'ala won't give you that. Allah Ta'ala may give you something better than that, which Allah Ta'ala knows in His knowledge is better for you. Allah is the best judge of us and what we need and require. The third form of acceptance in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes a person makes a specific dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala doesn't give us that. But because of our shortcomings, you find a certain calamity Allah forbid or the other supposed to befall us. But because this person made a dua for a specific thing, Allah ta'ala avoids that calamity to befall us. That's the third form of acceptance. And the greatest form of acceptance is in the Akhirah. When a person will come into the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the Jannati when enters into Jannah, Allah ta'ala will tell him or her, these are all your mansions, these are all the reward, these are all your na'amat, my ihsanat upon you, my boons, my bounties upon you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this person will be shocked. Hey, ya Allah, I didn't do so much nothing ibad in the dunya. What is the reason you are giving me so much? Allah Ta'ala will remind the bondsman or the bondswoman, do you remember in the dunya, certain, certain occasion, you raise your hands in dua to me, and you fell for a moment, my dua is not accepted. Allah Ta'ala says, I accepted your dua, but I reserve and preserve the effects and the gifts of the dua here in the akhirah, which I knew you needed more than anything else. And the hadith mentions when the bondsman and slave will hear the explanation of, of his Rabb and Khalik and Malik, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, within his heart at that time you'll think, if only my other du'as were not accepted in the dunya, then today I would have received much, much more. End of the day, du'a must be continuously carried out, never become despondent. A simple example in life in the Quran Kareem, we hear about Nabi Ayyub alayhi salam. For 18 consecutive years, Nabi Dawud alayhi salam, sorry, Nabi Dawud alayhi salam suffered from a sickness of the skin. He constantly made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And after how long? After 18 years, Allah ta'ala gave Nabi Dawud alayhi salam shifa. They were in the muqarrab. They were so close unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet you find after 18 years, Nabi Dawud salam was given the fruit of his dua when Allah ta'ala gave him shifa kamila. So don't become despondent and as the Zabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, don't become impatient. Be sabr. Me dua karta hu, dua kubul ni hoti. Dua zuroor kubul hoti hai. Lekin kab, kis wat, kis tariqe se, wa Allah ta'ala ki mashiyat par daru madar hai. But if Allah desires in his wisdom, we carry out. But dua we must constantly make unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the hadith mentions when you don't make dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes very, very angry. Allah ta'ala's displeasure is indeed fall upon this person. Allah protect us from his displeasure. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us rahmah all the time. We are weak, we are meek. But end of the day, we all depend upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dua. Amongst the adab and etiquette of dua, just two points and you conclude. <coughs> when making dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what's important? That remember your concentration must be in your dua. The hadith mentions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, does not accept the dua min qalbin ghafilin lahin. Allah Ta'ala does not accept the dua of your heart, which is not be focused. 
is indifferent, a don't attitude. Such a dua is not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you're making dua, concentrate on dua. Mawustad al mentioned very, very beautifully. He mentioned, Yaad rakho, dua padhi nahi jati, dua padhi nahi jati, dua padhi nahi jati, dua mangi jati hai. Dua padhne ke andar, mangne ke andar, zameen wa asman ka farq hai. You don't read a dua, you ask, you are pleading, you are begging in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your concentration, heart and soul must be there in the dua. You find some time in the masjid, you're making dua, somebody coughs, we're looking around. Where is the concentration? You're turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where is your concentration? So this is adab and adab of dua, very very important. The other one adab is this, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do it indeed with Dedication, devotion, and love and sincerity for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Crying. The hadith mentions if you cry, try and cry in your dua because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmat comes to the forefront. And if you are unable to do that emotionally, the hadith mentioned, create a facial expression, body language of a person on the very verge of crying. Here also, inshallah, you will draw the rahmat and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I concluded waqiyah. The subject is very vast. We haven't much time. Heard this from a sheikh and ustaz, Hadarat Malam Nasila Rahmatullahi. And thereafter, I read the same incident in the masnawi of Sheikh Jalaluddin Rumi Rahmatullahi, who's buried in Kunya, great. Mystic, a great way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One occasion a shaykh was on the very verge of passing away. Many people had surrounded his bed. Apparently the shaykh was owing them money. Each one came to get the money. The shaykh is about to depart from the world. What's going to happen with my money? Each one is concerned about his pockets. The shaykh told all of them, sit one side. Suddenly after a little while, quite a Little, uh, quite a time, somebody knocks at the door. The sheikh tells the khadim, you won't see who is there. The khadim goes there, he sees a youngster, a nabalik, who was a mukallaf. He had a basket of sweetmeats, fresh sweetmeats. And he was selling the sweetmeats. The khadim quit with the sheikh and told him, okay, you know what, there is a youngster selling sweetmeats. The sheikh mentioned, alright, ask him the price of the entire basket and distribute all the mitai for all those who buy own money. The person who's owed money, who's worried about mitai? He's more concerned about his money. The qadim with the shock of life. And the rat of the youngster is waiting now for his money. So the qadim tells the sheikh that he's waiting for his money. He what did the sheikh say? Tell the youngster, wait like how all the others are waiting. Now you can imagine a child, a poor child, earning his risk and rosy. The mother sent him from the morning to sell this, to earn a living. He started crying profusely. I want my money. The sheikh mentioned, wait like the others. And the sheikh took a sheet and placed it upon his head and lied down again. Just after a little while. Meanwhile, the child was sobbing away. Because he's going to go home, what's going to happen? What will be the... How will mother retaliate? What will be her this thing towards him? He was scared. Anyway, somebody knocked at the door. The sheikh told the khadim, go check who it is. Open the door. One person came. That a certain person, a very wealthy person of Baghdad has given something, some coins for the sheikh. And this khadim came to the sheikh that somebody has sent a bag of coins to you. The sheikh mentioned, alhamdulillah. He told the khadim, count the money. 
and count how much I'm going to own the sitting here, including the boys, that boy. When the money was counted, it was exactly to the T what was owed to all, including that youngster. The Shaykh said, Alhamdulillah, each one has given the money, the youngster also. You can have, imagine how happily he returned back home or the other. The Shaykh did not commit one to himself, himself. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, I had that conviction within my heart that you will fulfill my curse. When a person takes a debt out of necessity and is unable to fulfill it, but the intention is there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fulfill it for him. But if he has left behind, remember inheritance, it lies upon the trustee, the will to fulfill that. So anyway, thereafter, the Shaykh mentioned Dwat al subhanahu wa ta'ala. He mentioned, Ya Allah, I had that conviction, you'll accept my dua, but why did it take so long for it to be fulfilled? He heard a voice from the unseen mention, Dua to bohat ne kiya, lekin koi rone wala nahi tha. Many made dua amongst them sitting here. None of them cried. Allah Ta'ala says, when that youngster cried, Allah Ta'ala says, my rahmat came to the forefront. And the hadith mentioned, when a person raises in dua, in sincerity, humbleness, ajizi, inkisari, abdiyat, and turabiyat, halat within a person, the hadith mentioned, Allah Ta'ala feels ashamed to return him empty-handed. Allah Ta'ala grant me tawfiq and hidayat. Remember to remember how powerful dua is. Allah grant tawfiq and hidayat of amal. Ameen wa akhru dawan. Alhamdulillah.